Today's episode of Tyson Tate is brought to you by our friends at Coors Light. It's a hectic time of the year between weddings, graduations, spring sports, and more. We're busier than ever right now, and sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice-cold Coors Light because you deserve a beer that's made to chill. Do you ever feel like you're just always on with work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7? That's why you got to get Coors Light. It's made to chill, and it's made for you. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill. The mountains on the bottles and the cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. And again, when I need a second for myself, I reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash T ampersand T. That's CoorsLight.com slash T and T. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, as first reported on this program, Tate, the NBA Finals are in fact over. Over. Um, but this time they are <laughs> over because the Warriors uh, blew the Celtics away um, with Clay Thompson having a terrible game. Uh, it, it was the Warriors weren't even playing their best, and and <clears throat> they they made the Celtics wave the white flag. Uh, the white flag, of course, being Sam Hauser. Um, and (laughs) he did wave Uh, at his parents. I think he saw in the crowd today. Um, so clay plays like ass Draymond gets attacked, which we've never (laughs) seen, we've never seen that before. He, he was very obviously rattled and, uh, the warriors still blow out the Celtics. So I think it's fair to say that the series is over, right? Like the warriors, they figured it out. Now they, they got Gary Payton, the second back. Um, it looks like the warrior. No, I'm kidding. All this is all this is obviously joke, but the Warriors did. Uh, the, the 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 Warriors did win big, and uh, we're going to talk about it today. We are happy to report that there is at least a competitive series. We think that is happening yeah. in the final so far. Again, home court is back to the Boston Celtics, but we got a blowout, and now you can talk yourself into the idea that hey, maybe the Warriors are dominating the series minus one quarter, right, Titus? That's that is Ooh, the conversation or, that people were going or to have. Or the refs. Now. Dicking over the Celtics, Tate. Uh, yes, because, uh, you could which argue is that. also <laughs> the truth. The Celtics did there's, get dick tonight. There's a there's a lot to suss out. Uh, among which among which is uh, who is him, Tate? This is this is mm. a quest that you and I went down early in the playoffs, uh, trying to figure out if John Morant was in fact him. I think we settled on it's a little too soon to call John Morant him. Um, we 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 toyed with the idea of maybe Jordan Poole being him. Then Jordan Poole kind of disappeared. Jordan Poole came back in a very big way, a very loud way. Yes. Uh, he he played like garbage most of this game, if we're being completely honest. But he hits the half-court shot, and it had me thinking he might be him. So we have to we have to talk about this because uh they 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 are giving away now in the NBA, they're giving away a trophy to every single player that participates in the finals. We know this. Mm-hmm. Uh they, they just every time you, you hit refresh on your, your internet browser, Tate, there's a new announcement of a new trophy that exists in the NBA. So I think you and I should be behind the most valuable hymn of the NBA finals. And we have to start doing the MVH watch right now because Jordan Poole commands that. Absolutely. And yeah. always has been a hymn. You know what I mean? From day one, we saw him. We said, Oh my God, he's one of those ones. And uh, <laughs> we were correct. You know what I mean? And now we see him on the biggest stage and he's officially splash certified. That shot that he hit that 39 foot shot. That was guaranteed verified. He is a splash cousin, maybe not a brother, but he's in the family. 
We will talk about that. We're also going to talk about Quinn Snyder resigning. Mm. What is what is the ripple effect in the Titus and Tate universe, which is to say, where does he land on the Coach K successor power rankings? Wow. Will Danny Ainge hire wow. Brad Stevens now? A lot of questions <laughs> that, that are that are of note to you and I. Uh, maybe we talk about that a little bit. Uh, the, the finals are underway. This is an exciting time, Tate. We, we actually have a real-life finals. It is, it is not a... Uh, a Boston Celtics sweep like I was worried was going to happen oh. after the fourth quarter the other night. The reason it didn't happen, I will say, is today I had a friend of mine, Katie, shout out to Katie, a Celtics fan. Her and her boyfriend both told me Celtics sweep. And they as soon as they said that to me, I was like, they're too cocky. They're yeah. too high. And luckily, the basketball gods delivered. So here we are. We're going to talk about game two and a lot more. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. All right, the uh, Warriors take even up the uh, NBA Finals win game two. Um, this is uh, I, I'm going to start with a little opening monologue and say this: that the Jordan Poole played like garbage for most of this game. I said this at the top. <laughs> I uh, I stand by it. Um, which, if, if you've been listening to the show for a long time, you know that I'm. I, I say this lovingly. Like this is part of the Jordan Poole experience: is watching him just make bad decision after bad decision. Um, watching him like not just throw the ball all over the place, but like force it on offense, not play any defense whatsoever. Um, but then he gets hot. And that's the other part of the Jordan Poole experience that keeps you coming back is is Jordan Poole hitting the half court shot. And and Steph was Steph was not like the like obviously the first quarter was was the uh put it in the time capsule. This is what Steph Curry can be at his absolute best uh type stuff. He wasn't that tonight, but he was still had some moments where you're like, again, like I said on the last show, like when Steph hits these shots, they feel like they should be worth more than three. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, man, the the Warriors are hateable. They're definitely hateable. Draymond Green is not a likable <laughs> basketball player, and I I look forward to the the four part podcast that he puts out explaining why he is in fact likable <laughs> yeah. and, and how he's misunderstood by everybody, yes. and that you're all wrong for thinking that I'm mm-hmm. the asshole for like instigating mm-hmm. everything, but then. Like, but then I, you're sitting there and you're like, you're kind of yelling at me like an asshole. Yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, I'm not even saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you're an asshole. Like, you are right to instigate. Like, it is good plays, but you're yeah. still an asshole. And he's it's like, why does that make me an asshole? <laughs> um, and, and I shout I, out I, Tom I Izzo, though, being there in our universe. That was good to see Izzo in the building. He was, was good awesome. luck. Much more luck than Mr. K, if, if we're saying, you know, <laughs> who's good luck and who's bad luck. Um. But watching Jordan Poole uh, kind of pick up the uh, the mantle that that Clay Thompson seemed to have dropped tonight, um, and <laughs> literally in front of our face, face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as the uh, the second Splash Brother and watching four Steph for nineteen hitting, tonight, uh, dude, I know. And w- watching Steph hit crazy shots, um, I just it, it, it the, 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 there's been a sense, Tate, as I as my thirty fifth birthday approaches, that uh, the, the the midlife crisis is setting in. Tate, there's I, I'm watching the NBA Finals. I'm watching guys flop all over the floor. I'm watching them bitch at refs. I'm watching travels going called. I'm watching, uh, you know, uh, they, they throw a commercial and there's a new Minions movie. I didn't even know the Minions were real. Like I watched Despicable mm-hmm. Me one, the first one. I saw it, and then like all the stuff about the Minions since then, I thought we were joking as a society. And then I found out tonight that like we've been serious this whole time, and they've been yeah. putting out Minions movies. It's like it's It's one of the hottest IPs films. in Hollywood. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people no that are idea. like, you have the Minions IP. Oh my god, you're uh, you must be a billionaire. 
So I'm seeing these commercials. I'm seeing they the have NBA their own Final. language, Mark Tay. <laughs> I'm seeing the NBA Finals brought to you by Crypto.com and Metaverse Quest Oculus. Yes. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Mike Greenberg alongside Stephen A. Smith and Jalen Rose and Mike Wilbon. We're going to throw it to Mark Jones. And I'm like, like my eyeballs are bleeding as my ears are bleeding, as my head is spinning. And I'm saying to myself, Tate, what am I doing this for? What What is the point of any of this? Uh, and then every so often you look up and Steph Curry's hitting insane shots. Jordan Poole's hitting insane shots. I will say Jalen Brown was okay tonight, but uh, Jason Tatum was hitting insane. Like every the, what, what, the whole point I was going to say is that is why when Steph and the Warriors are are rolling, it makes me it makes it all worth it. It makes it does make it all worth it. Like it is an experience unlike anything else in basketball. Uh, which I'm, I'm not, ex- you know, like all these teams in the NBA hit a ton of threes now. Like that's nothing new. It's just like, like I said on the last show, it's like something about the Warriors. Like when they hit threes, you convince yourself they're worth 10 points because it's so much more fun for some reason. And that's the reason is Steph Curry, obviously. But yeah, there you go. He's infectious. And Steph Curry is a lot like he's Tim Duncan. If Tim Duncan looked like a little boy out there, you know what I mean? <laughs> like he, he affects the game in such a large scale you know what i mean like steph curry can be the number one option he can also be the number five option and he also can have a gravitas to a game that has an impact and that's why when he does hit those playground shots you're like wow i feel like i'm at recess and i feel like i'm just (laughs) watching this unbelievable show and steph curry puts on a show and like you said it's fun to watch 29 points in this game 34 points in the first game and as i was watching the game tonight i was thinking to myself the whole finals MVP talk about Steph Curry, I think his teammates are sandbagging. And we know that Eric Musselman obviously coached in the Bay, so there's a lot of sandbagging that happens up in the Bay Area. If you look at the the, the stat sheet tonight, I mean, Clay Thompson, 11 points. Like I said, 4 for 19. He does nothing. Andrew Wiggins, 11 points. He gives you nothing. Jordan Poole, 17 points, but really he had 11 points in the actual game. He had 6 points in garbage time. So really he had 11 points. I mean, points. even the ones he was hitting, it was it was was the game wasn't over yet, but it was still like... Like the Warriors kind of had their Draymond Green can't score double digits. And I will say we get to the place where it is obvious. It is blatant. It's almost flagrant. Let's go to the monitors. But I think that the team, the Warriors have come together and say, we will not have anyone take away from Steph Curry. This is Steph Curry's finals. This is Steph Curry's finals MVP. And he is, you know, right now, I mean, averaging above 30 points per game. He is checking all the boxes. Like you said, he had some vintage moments tonight. He didn't really have to even take over this game. This game kind of got out of hand because Draymond Green was vintage and decided that I am going to take this to the next level. Let's see how far I can take it. And it worked. You know what I mean? And I understand if I was a Celtics fan, I would be rolling my eyes. But at the same time, you kind of can't because... Marcus Smart. That's how you and, got here. And Grant Williams. Yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> yes, you, you understand what he's doing. That's why they were talking about Marcus Smart in the huddle, and he's he's talking about Draymond Green. It's like, yeah, you're a little taken aback because someone's taking away something of yours, and he yes. is doing it to the extreme. And it's it's pretty blatant. I thought he was going to get thrown out of the game. I thought he was going to get a second, second technical, but he didn't there. I Maybe he didn't deserve it. I, I don't like throwing people out of games, but... He definitely was antagonizing to the maximum level. I know that. Oh, because they didn't have they're a triple not going to throw tonight, him out of the game, and he knows they're he not basically throw him out of the game. Yeah, yeah. he know, he knows he can get away with anything after he gets the first tech. Which of is- course, <laughs> rightfully so. I mean, you're playing the long game, I guess, at that point. But in Boston, he will get thrown out. You know what I mean? Yeah, he'll get thrown out one of those two. I games. think game that's, three that's he my, gets thrown uh, out. Can you can you gamble on that? 
I, I would love so. to put money down. Let's on find the Draymond. prop. Let's call Cousin Sal after this. Ask him for that prop. Put in that prop. Draymond will get thrown out in Boston. I don't know which game. I don't know which quarter. I don't know the circumstances. But uh, he he's a little too comfortable with getting the first tech than assuming he, they're not going to toss him and he can just keep being a dick. I think he <laughs> I think he gets I think in Boston he gets an egregious tech. You know what I mean? Where he like pulls someone down on a layup and then he thinks that it's just going to be the first tech, but they throw him out then. Oh, you know what I mean? Or like, he early he gets like like the the first tech <laughs> isn't orchestrated. It's an like a accidental tech. Um, and the sense of, like you said, like it's like a just a, a play that he because because all of his first texts are orchestrated. I, I do believe that. I believe that he knows exactly what he's doing. And it's they're all scripted. He's going off a script. He's like an offensive coordinator. Yes. That's receiving the kick to open the game. <laughs> he's just he's got the he's, first 30 plays. Matt he's, got his, he's got his wristband on his on his wrist and he's just looking at it with all the plays that he's like, all right, then I'm going to trip him. Yep. OK, then push him over. Then I'll say that's a bitch ass call ref. And then they'll take. Then okay, I flex. And then I flex. And then I and then I flop on the other end. Take they, they call the charge. And then I pump up the crowd. Okay, got it. All right, here we go. All right, let's tip this right. thing off. Um, what was I saying? Oh, he's gonna get. Uh, I I think it's gonna be an unscripted tech where he he uh he says something that he thinks he can get away with, where he's like, "Come on, man," or something to the ref, and it's something innocent like that, and he's got the wrong ref. And the ref thinks it's the scripted tech. You know what I mean? Like, because <laughs> yeah, the refs are in on it too. So the refs are like, right, right, right. He's this like, is the time I'm supposed to call the tech. <laughs> yes. <laughs> call the T. And then he loses his mind. And he's like, no, 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 not now. Not and then he actually, like, legitimately starts yelling at them. He goes off script. They give him the yeah. second tech right away and they toss his ass. I think that's how it's going to happen. <laughs> Honestly, it, it it's destined to happen in Boston. And, you know, we, we learned that tonight. That's going to be a part of the series. Not the best news, but at the same time, expected. So, gear up yeah. for it. Um, was what, what? What was? What is the vibe of of this series uh, unfolding before your eyes? Because on the one hand, I felt like the refs were calling everything early on in this game, but then they seemed to swallow their whistle also, and I'm left confused by what the narrative <laughs> is supposed to be coming out of the game because uh, it was there wasn't a flow to it like there was in the first game. <laughs> they just can't, they just can't. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. I'm not just I'm not just regurgitating tweets. This is this is the one. No, time I mean you're I'm not like, wrong at all. I mean it's but it's, I, I, it's I'm, funny. I I like I uh let's be honest the Celtics were dominating the first quarter and the yeah. the refs were like, hold on a second here. We we got to calm down. I think it was like twenty two to eleven or something like that. And the refs coming in, blowing a lot of whistles. And then, like you said, as it kind of the game opened up, they got real physical. And then yeah. they, yeah, then they were then they were out. Which I I uh, I surprise surprise. I'm a let them play kind of guy mm -hmm. myself personally. Same. I I think like the the especially in the finals and it's not because it matters more or anything like that it's just uh the, the i i'm conditioned in the nba finals i think for them to let them play and to swallow the whistles like thinking back to even 2004 watching the pistons beat the shit out of the lakers mm -hmm. like literally just ben wallace just like just pushing dudes around <laughs> just just ben wallace just like taking two hands and pushing Shaq, and it's not called <laughs> and you're like that's great defense, yeah great dude, dude. defensive sick. player of the year <laughs> and then uh 
I mean, I think I think that's ultimately how the the, the Cavs came back and beat the Warriors uh, from down three one. Was that they were just like really physical, and the Warriors are like Steph just kept looking at the refs, like "You serious with this shit?" And the refs were like, "Yes, yes, serious. I'm very serious." So we we're gonna, we're we would like to go, go seven games. Yeah. Um. So some <laughs> of my favorite NBA Finals memories, Tate, are of very physical basketball, and the guys, and I guess like the old man in me that that get that goes crazy watching the players bitch at the refs. The nostalgic part of my brain is like. The, the guys in the 90s and the early 2000s, they definitely did bitch at the rest, but I, I like to remember it as they just they just grew a sack. They just grew a pair and like just played through it and were just like, oh, so that's how the game's <laughs> going to be. All right, watch this, right? And mm-hmm. that's like when that, – that's my dream for the, the rest of these NBA finals is that the, 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 the tone becomes that we're going to swallow our whistles. It's going to be physical. That doesn't mean that you can just, you know, Draymond and, and – and who you know, Marcus Smart can just like push the shit out of each other and 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 sumo wrestle out there. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna let guys be physical, and eventually you get to a point where Jason Tatum stops looking at the refs every single time he misses a shot and asks for a foul, and instead he's just like, "All right, well, screw you then. I'm gonna put my shoulder down and like barrel through Draymond and dare you to call this offensive foul." And that's when it gets fun. That's yeah. when I think it gets the most fun. I think the thing that still worries me or concerns me if I'm a Warriors fan or if I am the Warriors is that the rim protection of the Celtics is premium and the rim protection for the Warriors is minimum. You know what I mean? Like you can just tell, look at how many missed layups the Warriors had in this game. They were seeing ghosts. They were seeing ghosts early in the first And that is, that's the difference with this Warriors team. And the only reason why I didn't think they, that they could win a championship as we started the playoffs because they didn't have a JaVale McGee. They didn't have an athletic big that they could throw in and say, okay, we can match up here for a second, right? I mean, Kevon Looney, no one on the Celtics is worried about Kevon Looney. And a lot of times, Jason Tatum is going to figure out, like you said, hey, I'm matched up against a guard here. Stephen Curry is guarding me. I'm going to take him down to the block. You know what I mean? And it's going to become that type of series. And I worry about the rim protection of the Warriors. I also think that the Celtics have that figured out. And like you said, Al Horford... Tice and obviously Robert Williams is a great rim protector and a great defender in general and has a great second jump. So they're going to have problems the rest of the series because of that. And if I'm the Celtics, I feel like you're in a good spot. You have home court and you obviously have a distinct advantage that the Warriors are still trying to figure out. And they're going to keep like Bielitsa is nice because at least he can draw someone out to the three point line, right? Because then you don't have someone there as secondary help on the drive. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they have such a distinct advantage at the rim. I, and that were that the, worries me. For the, the Celtics for the do feel like more of a finished product in the sense or like they they're they're more secure with what their identity is as they're, yeah. they're playing. Um they're they're not searching for answers as much as the Warriors are. <laughs> Gary Payton was big in this game because you mentioned the physicality. Like he actually helped bring that physicality on defense when he came into the game and that's why they brought him in obviously, but they needed someone to just kind of get dirty and to use one of my favorite terms to muck it up a bit. Mm-hmm. And Gary Payton came in there and he was like, I'll muck around. <laughs> These boys don't know how I muck. And then Gary Payton seniors in the crowd, as Jim pointed out, wearing a shirt with himself and Gary Payton, the second, <laughs> which is unbelievable. That's like talking in the third person. Very him move. Gary Payton. Maybe he's on the him list. Gary we'll Payton talk about senior. That. Yeah. Yeah. Senior. Not, Should not we the talk second. about the yeah. him list. Cause I, Please. I, uh, that's I, more I, interesting, honestly, than than talking about. I it mean, is because I, I I will say there's a slight fear that I have that uh, we're we're about to see a Celtics Heat series um, where it's just like blowout, blowout, oh, blowout. No. Blow I can't. <laughs> it's back and forth. It's all three point variants. 
And, uh, and isn't that what, we, isn't that what they're saying on NBA Twitter now? No, now they're blaming uh, the three point shot, the, the three point shot that they love so dearly. No, it's the nine p.m. tip time. No, oh, oh, you're, no, you're <laughs> saying no. Sorry, you're 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 trying to explain what the blowouts are. I I thought we were talking about why the ratings were great. That was oh. <laughs> Sorry, college basketball gets which, triple which, the which amount are... of the NBA Finals rating. Did you know this? Carolina Duke got triple yeah, the amount of the NBA Finals, and people were upset with me for watching the Carolina Duke game. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm trying to watch like a popular product, actual basketball, <laughs> a real basketball game, and nobody, nobody at NBA circles has it in them to be like, maybe our product <laughs> just kind of sucks ass. Like maybe we should no, do no, no, that like... would take too much. Mm-mm. Everyone's got every other reason. I saw people say like it's the uh it was because Mike Breen wasn't on the call and that was yeah that was why, Jeff Van Gundy <laughs> being out. There were people at home they were like, I just cannot watch without Van Gundy. <laughs> it's the nightmare. I absolutely I I I am hundred percent serious with this state. Um NBA ratings conversations on the internet are my my number one most favorite topic to mm. watch people talk about it is it is my number talk one most fun thing because yeah. everyone's talking in circles and everyone's bl- like talking or coming up with just like crazy reasons as to why the ratings are this and this and like illegal streams and then like this game two will be you know it'll be an uptick and i'm sure game two will be better because game one was like a pretty good game and maybe people the, the word spread that that it was a lot of fun maybe maybe people are texting their buddies <laughs> people like, like hey, steph, steph curry is making steph going shots off. again yeah, yeah. Yes. and then so maybe more people are going to tune into game two i don't know but if it is the ratings go up then you're going to have people say like see suck at haters the ratings are bad. <laughs> i just love it dude i absolutely love it and then I, I and then there's the people that are like who cares about any of this why why mm-hmm. does any of this matter and it's like isn't this literally all that matters isn't this like isn't this how, isn't this how, how you make people money make all their money yes and they make lots of millions, right? So they need DBA lots of millions. Brought to you by Crypto.com and MetaQuest, and you got the you got the guy from Succession, like saying, uh, doing the McDonald's ad, and he's he's like the 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 QPC is is lit for real, or what did he say? Well, I wrote it down because I, I again I felt like I was. I mute my commercials, dude. I, I I feel like I'm living in a world that I just don't recognize. It just hits different. That's what he said. The guy it the, just the, hits the, different. The guys, the guy from Succession, Brian Cox, that's his name, right? The, yeah. Uh, um, Logan Roy. Mm-hmm. He's doing the voiceover, and he says the QPC just hits different. And I'm like, what is this? I personally think Mr. K, Mr. K should have been in that. That should have been Mr. Um, K's role. And my point is, Tate, uh, what is my point? I don't even know. I was just going crazy. I was. Yeah. <laughs> I the point is, business. like, there can't be enough streams to make up for the fact that college basketball, based on the ratings, is three times as popular as the NBA Finals. And as everyone tries to search for the reason why, you have to relish the fact that we have one of the reasons why people started to tune in in 2016 and 2015 in the first place, Stephen Curry, and mm. he's 34 years old. So if there was ever a time for people to be tuning in, Mark Titus, now is the time. So. Um, the, only, the only reason I care about even more pointing shocking. out the only reason I care about pouring out low ratings is just to get the NBA holes to shut the hell up about college basketball for like yeah stop seconds. talking about that's it that's it yeah. that's all I want that, that, that's my dream is like to be able to tweet about Arizona and Oregon playing in February and not have like somebody some NBA hold reply and be like who cares that, that's garbage basketball <laughs> nobody cares about any of that. That's all. That's all I'm saying here, Tate. Uh, all right, moving on. Who cares? Uh, 
<laughs> let's do. Let, I, I, we we got to sort out the hymns. We got to sort out who the the, the most valuable him uh, watch list here because uh, Jordan Poole hitting the half court shot. I think that moment is certainly the most him moment we've seen of these NBA Finals. Mm. I think Al Horford waving goodbye to the yeah, NBA. winking, waving. But mm. we later, I later learned. I think someone pointed out to me that he was waving to his family, which takes away his himness. If yeah. he was waving to the that's cra- very that's it, very them that's very group that's very family that that, that kind of makes yeah. sense too because I I think you're waving to the crowd after game two like if the the Celtics win game two then you're waving to the Golden State crowd like mm-hmm. see ya we're not gonna see you again because we're yeah, gonna exactly. go win two at home yeah so I, I I I so I don't think Al Horford's him is what I'm getting at I Jordan Poole had the the him moment but is he the 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 leader in the most valuable him uh. Uh, uh, clubhouse right now, Tate, for these finals. Is it Jason Tate him? Because I think... Oh, gosh. On the one hand, Jason Tatum needed more help tonight, Tate. Scores 28 points. Jalen Brown has 17. Derek White has 12, and no one else is in double figures. No one else is even close to double figures. Jason mm-hmm. Tatum carries the load. Jason Tatum is doing everything offensively for the, for the Celtics. Jason Tatum is also minus 36 <laughs> and a plus minus. Insane. <laughs> which again uh the, the we gotta remember for- this when he wins finals mvp right like we have to remember game one he's what three for 17 that was the number but as my celtics yes. friends pointed out that were very upset with us uh he did have 13 assists so shout out to jason tatum he did have 13 assists so based on game That's- one and game two jason tatum has a resume building to be jason tatum aka the finals MVP. right yeah right um, I agree, and then he's and then he's wearing the practice gear that Kobe wore in his Celtics workout, dude. Which uh, takes away his entire case for me, and I I think Jason Tatum could could average fifty points a game, and he mm-hmm. is no longer him. I think I think that this is this is preposterous, this is ridiculous, and anyone anyone making the argument that this man can grieve in whatever way he wants to grieve, uh, you're 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 missing what's actually going on here, which is that yeah. Jason Tatum is outside of his mind. He's outside of his like I I if this ga- if this goes to seven and and the Celtics win in Game Seven and Jason Tatum has forty we're gonna hear a story by August about how Jason Tatum has moved in to the Bryant household and just <laughs> and he's just like living with Vanessa and the girls he's raising Kobe's kids <laughs> he's just like, as, like as what a, is going on <laughs> he wants to tap into that mama mentality more. Yeah, and then Drew Hanlon, the uh, his trainer, you know, his famous, you know, Instagram trainer, texted him and was like, "Kobe had eleven great games in the finals that he shot under forty percent." You know, that was like a tidbit that was in the broadcast. And as Jim, our producer, pointed out, if this is the case, and the Lakers did this in the bubble, they kept talking about Kobe, Kobe, Kobe until they actually won, that they didn't really talk about him as much. Yeah. But Kobe Finals MVP. This is why now did, he's got. Why six. did Jason Tatum channel Kobe's spirit in 2020 and win the title then? Tate, why didn't he channel in 2021 <laughs> and win the title then? Why did he wait? I don't three know. playoffs to decide. This is the playoffs. I'm going to channel the spirit and of my wait, idol Kobe Bryant. Uh, he was, and I'm going to do it in a manner that is, you know, for the whole world to see. And then if anyone says this is kind of corny and cringeworthy, uh, all of my fans will say. You're a hater. I'm just grieving. Yeah, you're a hater. And and that's not performative at all. What are you talking about? It's not performative. He's not doing this for you. He's doing this for himself, Tate. Mm-hmm. He's doing this for himself. Jim, Jim, <laughs> Jim asked a good question. He said, what did Tatum text Kobe tonight? <laughs> good question. Oh, my God. It's, it's yeah. just... 
it's a little much and and look i mean we love kobe so it's nothing about kobe it's just about like you said the performative part of it all and honestly that is what the nba's most number one calling card for most people right it's it's the drama it's the soap opera so i mean this has some ripple effect there yeah but at least (laughs) at least i think we're gonna have some good basketball i really do believe what you said i think that both teams settled into the series tonight right like the celtics now they kind of got knocked down and humbled a little bit in the finals and i think the warriors were like okay we're really playing and now i hope we get some real good basketball finally yeah that's uh that's so where so where are we at with the uh the him rankings (laughs) I think uh, <laughs> screw your basketball. Let's go back to the soap opera part. Um, I think for me, I think I, I can't believe I'm saying this because I was I was one of the people that if you would have paused the game like some point in the first half uh, and asked me should Jordan Poole go back into this game or not, I would have said absolutely not. This the, yeah. this moment is too big for him. He is he is. I didn't know if he could play alive. in the series. That's yeah, what I was, I was like, he might be done. Half. That might be the last yeah. we've seen of him. Uh, he gets back out there, starts hitting everything, and in spite of my feelings in the first half, in spite of the fact, what what did Jordan Poole even do in the first game? I don't. Not much. Yeah, nothing really, right? Yeah, nothing. What did he What did he do? He had nine points. Yeah, nine <laughs> nine points and four turnovers. Yeah, he is. Um, he is basically a an amazing play, or like you said, a turnover. It is. It is hot and cold. He uh. Yeah, he was he was two for seven and one for five from three in the first game. Um, in spite of all of that, I think that that seminal moment of him hitting half court shot and 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 also not saying I'm him, which has weirdly won me over because I used to think you have to say I'm him to be him, but now mm-hmm. um, I'm starting to think maybe you don't say I'm him. You let other people like the most him thing you can say yeah. is nothing. And let when Carl say, Towns, I mean, I, I there was a tipping point when Carl Towns pointed out that he was him and he self declared that. I think that was the tipping point when it turned the opposite <laughs> way, where you you as him can no longer declare yourself as him. That was the moment. Uh, yeah, it, it, I mean? it's that like, was when it, it flipped sliding doors. It was the life cycle of every other meme that it was funny at first, and then now it's it jumped the shark. And if you're still doing it, you're a loser. And um, <laughs> which is why the internet is a really tough game out here. You know what I mean? You you, you never know. When it's I saw flip. Marcus Smart was saying uh, he was mic'd up during warmups of game one, and he was saying, "I'm him." I, I'll, I'll send you the clip of uh, I saw it on like Instagram or stuff that it was Marcus Smart they, definitely NBA thinks he's him. That's for sure. Like, there, yeah, there's a group of people that like Al Horford can't be him because he would never like. You know what I mean? Even if you told Al Horford, you're like, "This is what him is," and he sees all the boxes and was like, "I do check all those boxes," he would never say, "I am definitively him." Marcus Smart would. Jalen Brown would. Jalen Brown Tatum. is. I was. I'm glad you brought up Jalen Brown because that's a sneaky pick for for him. Most valuable him. First quarter, Jalen Brown was yeah. him. First yeah. quarter, he could not He's, miss, and he was looking at the Celtics bench, and I he did not mouth it, but he was saying with his eyes. He looked at Ime Udoka and he said, "I am him." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime we talk about this, I just feel like it's hilarious. My, my brain so just dumb. like slowly starts melting. Um, Clay Thompson's not him. That's no. for sure. Andrew Wiggins is not him. What happened? Not to that? him. But also, this cool. is Andrew Wiggins. This is what we were talking about when he played well. Like he, Andrew Wiggins just kind of like floats around, waits for his his opening, and he then meanders. Makes plays if he has, and then sometimes he never yeah. strikes, and, and you're like, strikes. you're like yeah. Andrew, did you not see? And he's like, just didn't feel it tonight. Didn't yeah, see it. yeah, didn't tonight see anything out night. there. Yeah, it was a bad matchup. 
He's like, I'd catch the ball and like, you know, Jalen Brown would be on me. And I was like, I can't take him. I'm going to swing it. Bad. You know, <laughs> it's not my night. Bad matchup. But I was lurking. Did you see it? Did you see the way I was lurking out there? Like I was yeah. ready to attack at any time. Draymond Green is definitely him. He's definitely. Draymond's on the list. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what main character syndrome was until someone told me that like a couple years ago. And I think Draymond Green suffers from such a thing. You know what I mean? Like he is the main character of the NBA finals in his mind. And yeah. he is going every single game. He thinks like he is the difference. And and to some extent, I agree that he like tonight, Draymond Green and how he changed the game with his antics, I think was a huge difference in the game. You know what I mean? And I don't even know how to quantify it stats wise and I really don't think you can. Um but Draymond Green definitely is up there as a him in my opinion. I think he I agree with that. There. I okay. agree with that. And I, I I like your assessment of the main character. <laughs> it's just he really truly yes. the, the how do you feel about the podcast deal? I, the idea of uh of <laughs> he's probably gonna do a podcast tonight after this game. Yeah. And I saw I saw someone who was at that point. Did you send me that tweet that someone pointed out that the Warriors were up two nothing on podcast because Equadala was doing yeah. <laughs> Dollar did a podcast and Draymond did a podcast both after game one. Yeah. Um how do we feel about this? You're you're a little more <laughs> You're you're a little more with it than I am in terms of like what's acceptable and because this doesn't fly with the old heads, obviously. Of, yeah, of course, yeah. of course. I mean, I think it's cool, quote unquote, that they control their narrative. But at the end of the day, like you and I are podcasters, and let me just be honest with you: if I was actually playing in the NBA Finals with everything on the line, I would not be doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. This would this would be a major. I cannot. My brain simply cannot have this be something that I was focusing on and doing hundred percent and actually the game be hundred percent. You know what I mean? And I say that sincerely. And I think there's leisurely things that I would do if I was in the NBA finals, like maybe play golf to try to keep my mind off things, but to do a podcast and like to try to explain, maybe, maybe it helps like break down and it helps like talk it out. You know what I mean? It might help in that sense, but just for me personally, I don't think that I, I, I think I would log off. I think I would tune out. I think I would just play in the finals. The, the, it, it is Draymond Green doing podcasts during the NBA in between games of the NBA Finals about the NBA Finals, by the way. Which, like, if he was doing podcasts about the, uh, you know, Shohei Otani, yeah, and, and MLB, maybe, maybe, like, maybe it's a little bit like I said, it's a leisurely, one, you know, it's like a leisurely doing, activity, right? It's like something yeah. that is, you know, okay, it's an R and R. Him coming on his show to talk about the game. <laughs> And it, like you said, it's cool that he can control his own narrative, but it, it really is like Kevin Durant tweeting. It, it is it is the, the 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 modern era of the NBA that you live in, where on the one hand, yes, power to the players, let them control the narrative, let them uh, set the record straight. Everyone gets to talk about them; they never get to chime back. On the other hand, like <laughs> just log off. <laughs> yeah, just like just it's it's. Yeah, like it's Kevin. I, I've uh, not to bring it back to Kevin Durant, which I <laughs> seem to like to do on the show, but like Ke Kevin Durant, every time he hits send on a tweet, I don't care what he's saying and who he's saying it to, he's a loser. You're a loser, Kevin. Like Twitter's a place for losers. Mm -hmm. That's what like you and I are on there all the time. We that's how we know this. We're we're yeah, we know it's it. losers. We're yeah. all losers. Yeah, everyone on Twitter. There's not a single person on December 31st when you ask them what your New Year's resolution for next year is going to be. They're like, you know what? I've been spending too little time on Twitter. I want to I want to up those numbers. Like Twitter, I every single one of us is like I spend too much time on Twitter. It's a cesspool. It's stupid. I hate it. Mm -hmm. it it's all it's it the point every time you hit send on a tweet, you're a loser. And for Kevin Durant to do that, 
I think you're a loser. I think the same thing about podcasting, Tate. I think you and I are losers. We podcast. We know we're losers. At the end of the day, like, like has COVID not taught us all this, that, that as, as podcasting explodes as a business, as uh, guys are getting the bag left and right, at the end of the day, most podcasts, you and I are doing it right now, are done over Zoom. I'm not even wearing pants right now. It's like you're not wearing going pants? back to the no, I'm not Jesus. And uh <laughs> we're back to where we started, where you're just like kind of sitting in no, your mom's we basement. used to wear pants when we when we did podcasts. That's for sure. We've definitely gone we've gone downhill. I don't care how much makeup you put on the pig, Tate. At the end of the day, if you're podcasted, you're probably kind of a loser. You yeah. are like you can't get yeah. around that. I don't care how much money yeah. you're making from it. You know, yeah. and we're both paid handsomely. We love our employers, but we're we're losers. And uh, that's that's my take on it. It's like, Draymond, well, my take loser, is no. that you and I, when we were kids and we were in the driveway and we play, we were trying to play in the NBA finals. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why we are losers, because we're not playing in the NBA finals. We cannot make it there. But that that is at least what we were going after. You know what I mean? Which is why it goes back to the original question. I would not be podcasting like a loser <laughs> while I'm playing in the NBA finals. But. If but I respect can, but <laughs> now here's the other side. If the Warriors can uh, win and Draymond drops a podcast from the club the night yeah, that they win the that, title. That is hype. That is the, the himmest shit I've ever heard of. Yeah. Ever. That, and that, that a, might that, make him break through and be the first podcaster ever to not be a loser. Yeah, well, it, it's equivalent to high risk, high a, reward game we're playing here. <laughs> yeah, it's equivalent, I think, to dropping a podcast after Coach K's last game when he loses to North Carolina. I think that was right <laughs> up there. It's <laughs> some of the hymnist stuff you've ever seen. That was a great time. Um, but yeah, Draymond's him. I, I think Draymond, Jordan Poole, Jason Tatum. I, I think those are my I think, three right now in the finals. Yeah, Jordan Poole, I think is 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 probably my number one, but I don't I don't expect it to stick. I, I <laughs> he, he's going to fly too close to the sun. That's the he, he is Icarus to a T. Yeah, and I, yeah. honestly, I the chariot is already at peak point right now. Like this is the high point. I think when he hit the shot, that's when he started climbing towards the sun. He's I like, I can go higher. I, I Draymond is probably the best pick for the Warriors. I think Gary Payton is interesting. I think that's an interesting pick. The second. Even. Oh, I, I think the Gary Payton the second just playing the card of like uh, they sucked without me. Now I'm back. And now we're winning. Like if they win game three, he says that I'm the difference. It's all me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that's it. And then on the other end, it's got to be Tatum or Brown. It can't be Marcus Smart. Robert Williams could be interesting, but he's, yeah, he doesn't he's have the demeanor there. really. He's just kind of like he might just be because of the the ferocity of the blocks you know yeah. what i mean like i just think at some level you're like man this guy is do i have a right read on him that he's like he plays it super ferocious but also seems like he doesn't say a word and is just like yeah he seems very mild meek and mild-mannered yeah, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> he seems but he's like also a great like kid yeah <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He also swats the hell out of the ball. Out there. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure when he came out of the draft, he was listed as seven feet tall, but now he's six nine. I don't understand it, but they are so terrified of him. And yeah. even sometimes when he's not in the game, they're still worried about going up for layups. I've never seen a team miss so many layups the Warriors did in this game. So are we worried he about could be him? I'm not worried about him. I think it just kind of, you know, you understand what the the current version of clay is you know what i mean when he yeah. went down i knew that i would never see the clay that was before and i really you know appreciated that player but i also am impressed that he can still play at the level that he's playing at to be honest with you 
I didn't even think he'd be able to do what he's doing right now. I didn't think he'd be able to start in finals games and be legitimate the two again. I thought he would have to come out and like be like six man. Be like a Derek scoring. Rose role where he's he shows flashes every so often, but you're yeah, not necessarily... like he starts in big games, but he he isn't the starter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I thought that would be more like that. So I'm actually more impressed with Clay than I think most people are. But I don't think we're ever gonna. I mean, he might have a game in this series where he goes off, but I don't think you know. It's not going to be consistently that, and that's why Poole has to put up points. He has to. That's so sad. Clay was my favorite. Clay's the best. Clay Clay was my favorite of of everyone on the Warriors. It's hard not to like Clay. Everybody likes Clay. Mm. Mm. Uh, Let's take a break, come back. Uh, I want to talk about Quinn Snyder and what the ripple effect of this (laughs) is because uh, I know that you have thoughts about this. Oh, Oh. Quick break to talk about my first million. If you're the type of person who's always thinking about new business ideas or wondering what's the next side hustle I should spin up, check out the podcast, My First Million. The hosts, Sam Parr and Sean Puri, have each built and sold eight-figure businesses to HubSpot and Amazon. And each week, they brainstorm business ideas. You can start tomorrow. These could be side hustles that make you a few grand a month or big billion-dollar ideas. What do you mean by big billion-dollar ideas, Titus? Explain to us. I can't follow. Here's, here's an example that I just came up with, Tate. Uh, what about a business? This would only work in like LA, like the bougie parts of LA and like New York and maybe like Miami. I feel like a lot of businesses get started with that in mind. But what about (laughs) a dog massage parlor Mm. where, where like the rich people bring their dogs and you tell them that you're giving them like a deep tissue massage and it'll like lengthen their dog's life. I I really think we can make a ton of money from, Uh, I'm in. From out of touch Hollywood types. Sign really me up. <laughs> I don't know. I'll pitch it to uh, I'll pitch it to the my first million guys when I go on their show. They also chat with founders, celebrities, and billionaires, and get them to open up about business ideas they've never shared before. Go check out my first million wherever you listen to your podcast: Apple Podcast, Spotify, whatever it is. Just go search my first million, click the download button, listen, and thank me later. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices. It doesn't matter if it's your computer, tablet, phone, streaming device, whatever it is, you can use IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money back guarantee that's just like getting nine months for free it's super easy to use and you can take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. so go to ipvanish.com slash titus and use promo code titus and claim your 70 percent savings today that's ipvanish.com slash titus back to tyson Tate. all right uh let's uh can we talk about quinn snyder a little bit resigning out of the blue is it out of the blue not really out of the blue was it actual resignation was this a mark turgeon situation where he's stepping down but then like there's going to be in the next couple weeks a lot of pointing of fingers of whether he was fired or stepped down or somewhere in the middle um anyway it 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 was sort of ish out of the blue the timing was weird because like i just like yeah I, i i'm focused on the nba finals and i didn't think that i was going to wake up today and have to process uh the coach k's successor power rankings <laughs> and whether brad stevens is going to be the next coach of the utah jazz Ooh. Ooh. but here we are tate here we are so i will i will start with your uh your interest in this 
Yeah. Um, Brad Stevens looks like John Stockton, kind of. You know what I mean? So I could see him being <laughs> the coach of the Utah Jazz. Um, yeah, my thoughts are this. Or Jeff Hornacek to me. Yeah. Oh, you're right. He's more, he's more of a Jeff Hornacek. He is like a, yeah, you, you Stockton body type, Hornacek face. Yeah. That, <laughs> I like that. Okay. So that's, that's Brad Stevens. Are you he, building, you're building the, the red hour back perfect player. <laughs> Pistol Bob's handles. Pistol Pete's handles. Larry Bird's jump shot. Jeff Hornacek's face. John Stockton's body. George Bob Mike's foot, footwork. Will to win. Paul Arison's heart. Oh man, just different dude. from the will to win, dude. And Honestly, Dolph Shays is yeah. uh, Bobby Jones's anticipation <laughs> on defense. Um, yeah, that'd be a great player. I do say this about Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder's a good basketball coach, right? We can all admit that. I mean, I make jokes at the expense of Quinn Snyder, but I, I at the end of the day, know he's a really good basketball coach. This, you know. St- Story started because the Lakers had some interest in Quinn Snyder and then he reciprocated some interest, which, you know, kind of points to, hey, maybe I'm not happy in my current situation. So, I, you know, reading the tea leaves just sounds like, hey, we're losing. We keep winning in the regular season and we keep hitting this roadblock and we're never yeah. going to get over it and everyone like you said points fingers so what are we really going to do at the end of the day i think quinn snyder i think he bent the knee i think he stepped down i think he i don't think it's a full turgeon i don't think he quit on these guys i think he just said to himself maybe i'm not the man for this job but you now and we all know now that donovan mitchell obviously wasn't the one that wanted him to leave because there were some people that thought that donovan mitchell maybe was you know, wanting a different coach, but that was not the case. <laughs> he, he like responded within the five minutes that the story came out. He was like, I'm yeah, that was weird. To me I'm too. That was weird. <laughs> I was like, what the, I was like, I was like, who, who did he give this statement to? And like, was he in a fairy tale in the woods when they asked him? <laughs> <laughs> it's always weird to me when, uh, the, uh, the, the woe shipes out there, uh, say that the sources are saying, or like the word is that quote, Donovan Mitchell is quote mm. unnerved by this. Yeah, or, like, what, what, like, or they 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 use specific words and then they put them in quotes. And when, whenever I read <laughs> those reports, I think, so this is a this is if if this isn't a direct quote from Donovan Mitchell, then what are we doing here? Yeah, then why? What are these quotes? You know, what, I mean? what, what are the quotes? <laughs> yeah, why what, this verbiage? <laughs> why couldn't you just say Donovan Mitchell texted me that he is unnerved by this? Yeah, movie? or just why? Why not just be like, I talked to Donovan Mitchell and he's not happy about this. That's the that's the that's what you hit send on the tweet for. Yeah, you, you write that. You don't say. <laughs> Trying to read through those tea leaves is always very confusing. Uh yeah, Quinn Snyder, not not a Mark Turgeon move because uh, it comes at the end of the season. So we should say I I, I apologize to Quinn for uh, to Coach Schneider for uh, um, mm. likening him to a man who who quit on his team in the middle of a season because fans were saying mean things to him at games. <laughs> um, but yeah, nonetheless, I I agree with you that it does feel like the Jazz uh, hit they they plateaued as a franchise. Uh, they have to figure out where to go from here, and maybe it was just a case of like Quinn Snyder's like I took this job because I I thought we were going to win a championship. Um, that doesn't look like it now. Maybe I bet. I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to live in Utah anymore. I don't want to like, I'm going to go do something else. And maybe one of those other things is throw his hat in the the ring for, uh, taking over for coach K when coach K finally retires. Mm. What do you think about that Tate? Ooh, I don't hate it. I don't hate it because, uh, the coach case of sex successor power rankings always needs an update because coach K, like we said, just had a town hall in Durham 
um, for people yep. to honor his legacy. He is still listed as the current head coach. In fact, uh, our friends at Fox, uh, Fox Sports, CBB on Fox, they put out a graphic. Which coach would you like to have as the cover athlete on the NCAA fictional video game? And it was all active coaches and Coach K. So I took that as, I mean, my my answer was Roy Williams, since you, I guess you could put in inactive coaches. But Coach K was still listed as the coach, according to our beautiful friend, CBB on Fox. So in that you know, spirit, let's jump into the Coach K Successor Power Rankings, which still at the number one spot, formerly known as Coach K, Mr. K is number <laughs> one K on the Coach K. Mr. K, um, th- though he does not want to coach, he is still number one. If you break the glass and you need a coach, yep, Mr. K is right there. Number two on the Coach K Successor Power Rankings. Again, this is with Quinn Snyder factored in. So a lot of people jumping up with joy. Will Quinn Snyder move up the board? No, number two on the list, Coach the Dog is number two on the <laughs> okay. Coach K successor Coach K. power rankings. Mr. Better, K is one, Coach K is two. Got yes, it. Mr. K number one, the Dog Coach K is number two on the Coach K successor power rankings. Congratulations, uh, the the K nine that he is cultivating and the K nine. Yes, that he that he is creating will be smarter, will be sharper, and will be a better leader than any man this world has ever seen. It will be a K nine unlike any other. So, Coach K, number Coach two, K Coach K, <laughs> Coach K nine, uh, number three on the Coach K successor power rankings. JJ Redick. JJ Redick has uh, enlightened all of us to how to actually talk about basketball, how to actually command respect mm-hmm. um, on a media platform, and to do it. Um, you know, with the type when of is, professionalism. When is Richard Jefferson gonna snap on JJ Reddick? <laughs> when is Richard Jefferson gonna I, what's the what's the meme of the guy that, that I see get tweeted that were the guys like you stole my bar line yeah. to line or you stole my yeah. what what is that? Explain that to me. Explain that to all their white people listening at home. Yeah, so Soldier Boy is the artist in this video, okay. and Soldier Boy is obviously one of the first internet artists, right? Rap artists that you were kind of like, I have LimeWire, and somehow this song by Soldier Boy, Crank Dad, is downloaded, even though I didn't download it, and I listened to it, and I'm like, it's kind of fire. Um, what else does Soldier Boy make? But anyways, Soldier Boy went on a radio show, uh, Charlemagne the God show, and said, uh, I think it's Power 106, and said, um, that Drake stole uh, his basically his flow. He's like Drake stole my whole flow, line for line, bar for bar, uh, about one of his popular songs. Um, and so, and everyone kind of rolls their eyes to that because obviously, you know, Drake is Drake, Soldier Boy is Soldier Boy, but Soldier Boy is also a, an originator. You know what I mean? So he's like Drake's mm. actually a thief um, in mm. the sense. So it's so facto there we go that that that's the okay so what Tay just explained uh in this scenario richard jefferson is soldier boy and James yes straight yeah yes uh, when is that gonna happen because i i think mm. yeah if i was richard jefferson and i was watching people just slobber all over jj about how it's so refreshing to have a, a guy who played in the nba not too long ago was beloved by everybody he played yeah. with uh is, is such a natural fit into the media landscape uh, teaches me a lot about the game, but also has great chemistry with a lot of the people that he's calling these games with. And everyone was saying this, and I was Richard Jefferson, I was nodding along, and then they said, and that's why I think J.J. Reddick is the best in the business right now. I would snap. I would lose my mind. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> well, it goes back to what I've always said. Who is benefiting off the idea of quote-unquote rings culture and that we have to get rid of rings cultures, right? 
people like JJ, losers. You know what I mean? So JJ <laughs> has never won anything. So he he doesn't want champions like Richard Jefferson to get the actual bump that they deserve by being a champion because he's like, wait, that's rings culture. You know what I mean? We don't do that. We're, yeah, we we're more nuanced. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm sure the losers that they don't want to do rings culture. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't want to talk about all of the losses. I would like to talk about the winner. So JJ, JJ is the champion of efficiency culture of PR yes. of, of like of trying stats. to kill rings culture. Who, kill rings culture yes. by saying, yeah, sure they lost in the finals, but if you look at his PR, his per he actually won. Yes, he Luca actually, actually beat the Warriors. If you look well, at Luca, did Luca, beat the Warriors. Yeah, 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 yeah he did. <laughs> <laughs> But JJ, so JJ Reddick's third on your uh, on your. Coach He's K third K. on the Coach K successor power rankings. Apologize for the tangent. Number four on the Coach K successor power rankings. Coming in hot. He's fresh on the market. His name is Quinn Snyder. Now Quinn Snyder mm -hmm. will be a little bit older at that point, but Coach K might have to turn to someone. Mister K might have to turn to someone who's you know got the cachet in the NBA. If Duke needs to kind of revamp the program, Quinn Snyder's right there. And number five on the Coach K successor power rankings he's still there folks you don't know his name and you won't know it until he's actually taken some losses mm. away from john shire mike Schrage. mike Schrage <laughs> is number five on the coach k successor power rankings because his name is mike and he'll do whatever coach Ooh. k tells him to do and that is really important to the coach k successor power rankings will you be literally my dog aka number two on the list and do what i tell you to do or will you be my lap dog and and do what i tell you to do and that is your Coach K successor power rankings. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's good to be back. Uh, <laughs> I miss the Coach K. People, people power thought rankings. that that would die. You know what I mean? It'll never the, die because yeah. like it won't. It'll it, and and people will listen to this podcast <laughs> and be like, "Man, you guys just keep fucking that chicken, don't you?" Talking about Coach K. <laughs> when will you stop talking about this man? When he retires, that's when I'll stop talking. About <laughs> yeah, when he is not that's the listed head coach. My promise to the American people is when Mike Shashevsky is no longer coaching Duke basketball, I'll oh, stop talking man. about him. And until then, unfortunately, here we are. Um, Brad Stevens to Utah. Ooh. I've said it three times now. Um, I want. It Brad would be Stevens. a really smart move for Brad. I think. I'm trying to think of what. Yeah, like what? Because it doesn't feel like a permanent move. It doesn't feel like the 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 end. So I'm trying to think of like what it. it he's buying time for what? Is he then? Is he waiting for John Shire to? He's waiting for no. He's waiting for Butler. He's waiting for Thad to have his seven year run. Thad oh is a seven God. year man. That, that is, is gonna, a seven-year man. I, that I, is a seven-year man. Yeah. He is going to be there for seven years. Brad Stevens is going to go to Utah for a four-year rebuild. He's going to have three years of fun with that team. They're going to come <laughs> up short in the conference finals. Everyone's going to be like, this guy just cannot get it done. He's going to go, yeah. you know what? F you. You know where I get it done? In Indiana at Butler. And then Thad's going to mm. pass him the torch, and everyone's going to be like, you know what's a really sick school and a really cool place to play? Butler. You know what's better than Duke? Butler. Mm, I love this. All right. You did it. That's all I. Uh, that's all I needed. I needed help getting there. I was uh, trying to figure out. And where, you know who goes. else is going to the Utah Jazz? Here's your. Uh, you know, go ahead and put it out there to the world. This is reading the tea leaves. Gordon Hayward to the Utah Jazz. Gordon Hayward. Gordon Brad Hayward Stevens, back to the Jazz. Danny Ainge. Brad Stevens to Utah. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Red Auerbach <laughs> is so jealous of the Utah Jazz. <laughs> Red Auerbach hologram to the Utah Jazz. <laughs> I put Red Auerbach on my uh, 
my uh, video game of if I had to put an active coach on yeah, a video game. That I'd would be. Right. <laughs> that is a great like uh we should do that like uh yeah red hourback versus coach k you know legacy plays like how (laughs) how much how much can you get out of one man how much can you milk um is there anything else we just get the shout outs close outs and wrap this thing up i think we should just get in yeah we should just get the shout outs and close close outs i mean this is uh i we could talk all night about the nba finals but nobody wants to hear that yeah nobody wants to hear that at all (laughs) nobody wants nobody wants to watch the nba finals as it turns out nobody ultimately cares and i i even as we talk about it we sit down here like i was excited to do the show i kind of talked myself in a circle and and got to a point where i was like am i excited for the finals moving forward i don't know i don't know Dude, I, I, something's happening to me, dude. I, I really, I really think it's my birthday coming up. Just like got me in a headspace. It's like, cause 35 is a, is, is a landmark, you know, that's when you can run for president Tate. And I remember being little and thinking like, once you turn 35, you've, you've ascended to the, the final. Yeah. That's it. There's, there's no other landmarks. Like, cause then you can do anything. And I'm about to turn 35 and it's got me shook and it's got me as it pertains to the, to the basketball part of it. I, I, it's like, I woke up one day and I was 81 years old and I just like, I'll always yeah. see it's, it's the Stan Marsh South Park show where everything's shit, the South yeah. Park episode where everything's shit. And that's how I feel watching, uh, these NBA playoffs at, at various times is just like, what and, and, and watching Steph in the first quarter in game one, watching Jordan Poole hit one shot tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It gave you enough juice. That one like, shot. Yes. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, I feel something again. I'm finally alive once again. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I don't know if, if, if we didn't have to do these shows, I don't know how, I don't it, like, maybe there's a world, which I'm not even watching these finals. And that's like insane to me. Like I, uh, game three comes around. I got plans or something. I got dinner plans and I'm just like, yeah, you know, I don't need to watch it. I'll catch game four. Yeah. That's insane. That's where, that's where I've arrived in the uh, current landscape of the NBA. And, uh, I know it's probably a me problem, but. What if the ratings tell me it's not? What if the ratings say I'm, I'm right? Yeah. yeah, the ratings ever lied. <laughs> the, anyway. the funniest part is that they're just going to shove streaming numbers down our face. And as you and I both know, streaming numbers, I mean, they're absolute frauds. Like in, in the world of fraud power rankings, like streaming it, numbers are number episode, one. they are number one fraud power rankings. The, the type of numbers that people used to tell us that we would do streaming, even you and I, be like, I, I mean, that's impressive, but what does that mean? Because if we're doing that, right, what is Ryan Seacrest doing? You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. can you explain these streams? No one can explain the streams. So we go back how to many, ratings. Uh, how many retweets does the, the NBA, the, the best highlights from game one and two, how many retweets did those get? Did, they, did that factor into the uh It did. It did. The ratings? And then, and then the view, the they take the views of those videos that got retweeted by all the people <laughs> and they're like, you got 10 million views. And you're like, did it? 10 million? How many, how many NBA all-stars were watching the finals and tweeted about the finals as they Ooh. were watching the finals? Um, because that's you know what sick. LeBron tweeted about podcasting. He was like, "I'm going to go on a podcast." Exactly, losers, losers podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yes, podcasting's for losers. Um, all right, shout <laughs> shout outs. Uh, I want to. This is a, another sport and altogether, and not even a sport that I really play that much. But shout out to Rafa Nadal. You know what I mean? I'm this man is on a tear, and uh, I, I, woke need a, up. I, I need I need this made sense for me. Like it, like Clay, obviously Clay and. Uh, um, grass are, are vastly different, but 
I, I, I really don't understand what makes a guy good on clay versus grass. I guess I could just Google this, these file this under things. I can, yeah, after this I, I am not like the guy to, to give you that breakdown, but I do know that Rafa is a God and no one is ever going to win 14. And I, a few years ago, I I'm enough in the know, like my mom loves tennis and everything. It was, I guess believed to be by most people that he was pretty much done. And the fact that the man won the Australian open and won the French open, it's pretty impressive. He's got the, he's old. got the world Chamberlain deal going on that I talk about all the time where he's too good. Yeah. You, you've, if, if he won like five straight French opens, that's pretty sick. And we're all like, dude, this guy's a legend. Like he might be goat status. When you win 14, it becomes less to, for me, it becomes less about how great you are. And there's like something going on here. <laughs> it's like, I just want to get to the bottom of like, does everybody else suck? Are, or is there something about the court? Obviously, like it, once you've won that many, I can no longer just appreciate the greatness in front of me. I have to now get answers, Tate. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's where yeah. he's at. That, when you get that great, I'm just like, all right, explain this to me. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I I'm officially curious. How are you doing this? <laughs> it's honestly insane. And uh, I, you know, like I said, I'm not a tennis expert, but I watched the guy and I've watched him win. I mean, if not all 14, I feel like I've watched all 14. And every single time, I'm exactly like you said, I'm just bewildered by one person dominating on a on a surface and everyone else like i'm i'm a federer guy you know uh, i'm actually a pete oh sampras. you are i'm a pete sampras guy but pete sampras kind of i think passed his torch on to uh you know to federer kind of the same you know we, we don't want to talk about that but in general i'm a federer guy but watching it all i always have end up pulling for him on clay because i'm like man this is just different just amazing so shout out to him. i think i'm still an andy roddick guy <laughs> I I was I mean who as an American wasn't an Andy Roddick guy I love to serve my brother I mean he wore the hat like Andy Roddick and serve like that I mean I respected it but at the same time Agassi and Pete Sampras were way well close. I mean Andy Roddick his whole his whole deal was like chicks dig the long ball like he was that era of, yeah like he had when no other game existed? he was basically just like I am going to ace you and if I'm not yeah. acing you I'm gonna have a bad attitude because I'm not acing you yeah. And uh, yeah, like that, that was the era that I remember him being relevant was when there were literally commercials uh, talking about <laughs> how chicks dig the long ball. And then you watch Andy Roddick just smoke the shit out of these serves and he's yeah. like, chicks dig six serves. And you're like, are you sure, Andy? Don't they dig winning? And he's like, look at who I'm married to. And you're like, great point, Andy. Great point. Brooklyn chicks Decker, dig- <laughs> number one. <Chicks. laughs> um, yeah, good call there. I it, I don't think anybody's gonna pass uh, Rafael Nadal's fourteen. Um, one because that's an absolutely absurd number of championships to win for one tournament. Yeah, it's and two insane. because uh, kids don't play tennis. State pickleball is the sport of the future. <laughs> kids don't play tennis. <laughs> tennis is dead. I do. R.I.P. Like tennis. Uh, <laughs> I want to shout out Michael Beasley who uh, is going back to China. He is uh, back Him. to China, right? He was already yeah. in China. He is literally doing the meme when people say you're going to get a new deal with the Shanghai Sharks. Like Michael Beasley literally got a new deal with the Shanghai Sharks. Yes. And uh, in fact, yeah, Michael Beasley is going to play with the Shanghai Sharks. And in fact, uh, I am I am amending my uh, him most valuable him power rank. He's Michael Beasley's number one still of these yeah. NBA finals. Like Michael Beasley uh, <laughs> announcing. Getting ha- in the having, news cycle of the finals. Ha- yeah, getting in the news cycle the day of a finals game. <laughs> officially counts you're as right being dude. A part that's of a great finals that's a yeah. him that's a him move michael beasley <laughs> he could have signed be... at any time but he was like i'll sign during the nba dude, finals. i'm signing during the finals and i know <laughs> y'all are going to talk about it because i'm him 
He is him, dude. He, he is. Yeah. He really is. He might. If there's one player, I guess Stefan Marbury didn't get it done. So um, I was going to say, if there's one guy who could get me to like try to figure out how to watch games in China. Greg, Greg played in China for a year. Yeah. You know, Greg, Greg, uh, I remember talking to Greg. Tyler Hans, bro. I mean, he played over there. I mean, yeah. yeah. Ty Lawson. I mean, I I like these guys, but I'm not, I'm not like (laughs) trying to seek them out, but Mike watching Michael Beasley drop like 63 points. Jimmer, Jimmer was probably the last one that people were actually streaming. You know what I mean? Not to go back to streaming numbers, but I think that they were getting (laughs) lots of streams for Jimmer. It's it's inverted like the uh, Jimmer games happen in China and the, the, the local television ratings in China are terrible for Jimmer games. And then like everyone that loves the Chinese basketball association is like, yeah, but the streaming numbers coming from America. Yeah, the Americans love Jimmer. Yes. Love Keep signing him. You wouldn't believe the streaming numbers coming out of the USA. Hundreds. Um, <laughs> Michael Beasley could get I, but Greg. Greg told me that uh Greg didn't get resigned. Greg Greg signed like a one year deal. I forget what team he played for the uh some of the dragons, the the Jing Sang Jing Dragons or something like that. Okay. Something dragons. Um and if I remember right, he put up good numbers, like uh 20 and 15 or something like that a game. But uh it it wasn't anywhere they, they didn't resign him because it wasn't anywhere close to what he needed to be. And he explained to me that <laughs> in the Chinese league, you can basically only sign like two or three foreigners per team. Yes, two. The rest of the team have to be yeah. China. It's two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you already know this, but I'll, I'll explain to the listeners. Um, you can only sign two. So the two that you sign, you're expecting them to average like 50 a game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're expecting them to come in. And if they don't average like 50 a game, you cut them and you go get another guy that's from the NBA and you bring him over. That has like, name recognition. You, you're basically yeah, going up against college stars that are like getting like funneled over. And you're like, damn, I'm getting replaced so with Tyler Hansbro. All of these teams are like just absurdly top heavy. And the two dudes at the top are like dominating. All, like all American slash long NBA veteran type guys. And then the rest of the teams are made up of just like malnourished Chinese people that yeah. like, and then like, Stefan Marbury is like winning basketball because they watched Yao Ming yeah. play a couple times. Sick. Amazing. what a game what a game and they yeah. and they don't watch the nba over there anymore that's the other part of that's the, right the streams right. are down and the ratings are down because of that as well so yeah <laughs> well congrats to michael beasley on uh on that congrats to jalen brown shout out to him for signing with the uh, donda academy by the way <laughs> oh my do we have jim do you have thoughts on this you're a donda expert do you want to uh, chime in and explain to the people what this means is this a big signing for for donda for team donda <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was in that football, you know, he's part of the team. Welcome to the family. <laughs> Welcome to the family. Oh, man. And Aaron Donald, right? The, those are the, uh, that was the other big signing. Yeah, he's Aaron, teaching gym class. Aaron Donald signed with Donda Academy? Yeah. Donda, but he, yeah. Donda Sports. <laughs> Aaron Donald is both contemplating retirement and also the first football signing <laughs> of Donda Academy. <laughs> And this actually, no, he's the second because the first is Antonio Brown, who also quit football and he is in the football division. I don't know. That's down to sports. My God. Um, I want to shout out the uh, the Carlton Ravens, by the way. Uh, Canada's mm. finest. The the finest college, the, 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 the dynasty of college basketball up yeah. in Canada. Uh, they are apparently taking going to be playing the Kentucky Wildcats in the Bahamas in August. Wow. Upset alert. Yeah. Yeah. How do we gamble on that game? Should we go to that game? 
<laughs> Can I go? We got we got to get uh we got to get our guy Jordan Henry back on the show after that to to break it or before that maybe maybe I think after, before after they win before, after after they know. win oh. yeah let's, let's get a preview and a post game I think they're gonna win dude isn't this their thing Carlton beats every single every single off season that they play uh, high I mean they beat Duke Remember? right and then Duke wiped the score is that what happened. Didn't my my memory of Carlton and I could have this wrong, but if I am wrong, please nobody correct me because it's <laughs> it's one of my it, funniest memories that I have uh, of college basketball. My memory, uh, my number one memory of Carlton is that Mike Dom went vegan. And oh then, yeah, and then went up uh, on a, to Canada. This is fact. Carlton. Yeah, this and is, got his this ass is kicked and yep. was getting pushed around uh, in an exhibition game. And he comes back from that trip and he's like, "I've made a huge mistake." I'm no longer yeah. freaking. <laughs> I remember this. This was from a preview of one of our seasons, our seasons because we'd reported in the off season that Mike Dom was going vegan, and we were both concerned. And then he literally got roasted and was like, "I need to to get my meat back." And uh, <laughs> the rest is I history. need to get my meat back. <laughs> what's Mike Dom doing, by the way? He's playing in China. He I think he's playing in China. I was gonna say, which Chinese <laughs> yeah. team is he on? <laughs> He's he is, averaging uh, 45 and 20 in China. <laughs> oh my god. Remember when uh, he uh, he also my I <laughs> the stories I remember about Mike Dom are hilarious because none of them are true, but yeah. like the, the canon I have in my head of like Mike Dom going vegan and then the Carlton Ravens. The character that is Mike Dom is yeah. a lot larger. And, you know what I and mean? And then the other story is that he got Tim Miles fired from Nebraska because he was supposed to transfer to Nebraska, but then didn't. And then mm. Tim Miles basically wasn't as successful as he was going to be if Mike Dom came. Because if Mike Dom came to Nebraska, they go they to the tournament. They were definitely going to the Sweet 16 at least. Agreed. And, and Tim Miles signs like a nine-year extension after that. Yeah. And he's and the coach the, forever. Yeah. He's at San Jose State. Um, Mike Dom is at the Throna Basket. In, the what? Uh, is that overtime elite? Italian professional basketball team. Okay. <laughs> Over time, really. Dude, they do. They got a clip, clip art ass looking logo. I will say that. Well, there's a lot of basketball teams like that out in the world. They got a, they got a terrible logo. Uh, okay, what else? Any other shout outs? That's all I got in my, in my list of shout outs. I was really just stunned by Rafa Nadal. That was really my big thing for the day. Tommy Lloyd, five year extension, $1 million raise. Shout out to him at Arizona. Uh, been there for one year. They got it done in one year and they said, here's his we salary more. went up by a million dollars. Signed a five-year extension. Shout out to him for that. Love that. Um, yeah, shout out to the Minions. <laughs> I, I honestly did. They showed the trailer for a new movie. And I was like, we're serious with this. Like, like the Minions, the Minions were the, the Minions are the Formula One uh talk. They're they're like Formula One talk where I was like, I thought we were kidding this whole time. And and this has been going yeah, you on guys for are years. Serious. Yeah. And then it just hit me like recently that you guys have been serious this whole time. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, okay. Americans only know one language, but there's a chance that they would learn a second language, and it's not one that would be useful. It would be the minion language, and that is like that is. I us. don't. I truly do not understand because I, I watched the trailer and I'm like, this is not even close to funny or interesting. Not even kind of. Well, isn't not, the new and, movie and I, like? Isn't the new movie figuring out? I don't want to get too deep in this, but from what I get, no spoilers. The, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, the new movie is like the origin story. It's like a prequel. It's like it's like the origin story of Gru or Groot. What's his name? Gru. Gru. Yeah. So this is the Gru. origin story of Steve Carell, is what I'll call him. So this is like, in case you don't know how they got evil, here's them being evil. Remember when Steve Carell dressed up like that Gru guy and went on Ellen's show 
dressed like a real life <laughs> yeah that was great that like that's you talk about marketing for a movie like it's still stuck saying, with you man the, the older i get the more but I there's zero percent chance that steve carell is dressing up and going anywhere for the rise of Gru. you know what i mean like steve carell did not sign off on the i mean maybe get paid for the rise of Gru and did some voiceover work for <laughs> this man these, how many <laughs> of these movies have been made it's got to be at least four right there's maybe three or four I remember when the first one came out, I thought it was like a DVD like bonus special. You know what I mean? Where it's like five minute shorts. No, that's how I like. It was one of those deals where if 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 you subscribe to like Disney Plus, for example, and you're scrolling through, you can see that they have all these like recommended movies, (laughs) and it's like Hercules Six and and Snow White Three, The Return of Snow White, and yeah, you're like, I don't remember these movies ever coming out, and then you start to like look up um what they are, and it's like kind of it's kind of like an offshoot studio at Disney. It was like the back closet. It was, it was all the like PAs that worked at Disney and they gave him like one little office that was a, a converted closet and they were like make another Snow White movie for us yeah um, use the clips that's what I, use the clips from the first yeah, use two the clips from the first one. <laughs> use the deleted scenes and make a new one yeah um, and I, I thought that was the deal with the Minions where it was like it, yeah they they are, are making I didn't know they were making full length feature films that have wide theatrical releases I, I, I don't know how this slipped through my cracks but apparently it did my cracks did were not full of of minions. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, and, and like in, in one sense, like Tom Cruise has saved movies, but in the other sense, minions is killing movies. So you you really don't know where we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just it depends how you look at it, right? If you're looking at Tom Cruise and Top Gun, movies are safe. If you're looking at minions, whew. who's the who's the whew. Tom Cruise the NBA Finals and who's the I'm kidding. Let's get the hell out of here. That's it. All up. I'm trying to think. I mean, Steph Curry is uh, definitely Tom Cruise. Um, we'll be back uh, Wednesday. We're gonna do another show after uh, Game Three. Um, if if Game Three is a blowout, we gotta figure something out though. Yeah, because I can't, I can't, I can't fake the enthusiasm if Game Three is a blowout. Like I'm excited now. We go to hockey. We've been talking about it. We've been toying. Yeah, I know. With it. I think we just do we it. Go to hockey. Like, game one. Game one was actually Game One. Celtics Warriors was actually a great game. It was captivating. Steph was awesome. The fourth quarter the Celtics had was intriguing. Yeah, they let the guys play. It checked a lot of boxes. Game two, if we're being complete, if game two was game one, I would be really worried about these. Series. Yeah, true. I would be really worried. But now it's even. Now the Warriors got a little juice, so now I'm back in. But if game three sucks, we might be a hockey podcast. Yeah, we'll be hockey because at the end of the day, this is not called you know talking about whatever basketball is going on. Because if that were true, we'd be talking about Jimmer Fredette and the CBA. It's true, a lot more. You know what I mean? We can talk about whatever we want. We'd be doing our our uh, TBT previews. We'd be doing that, oh. but we're not oh. going to do that on this program. No. We're going to talk about whatever the hell we want because we're yeah. the bad boys of podcasting. Because again, <laughs> podcasting is a is full of losers. <laughs> Draymond, stop the podcast. Stop podcasting, Draymond. I want to stop podcast. We all want yeah. to I want to stop podcasting and tweeting. I want, to, I want to trade places with Draymond. Can I go play yes, in the finals? I'll switch. Yeah. Take my <laughs> please. Please. Take my seat. Take my seat. I will I would love my to volunteers go. tribute. <laughs> I would love I would love to go start shit in NBA finals oh. games and like not actually for sure contribute much of anything oh if you told me have, that i could just go out there and i just have to like try to get marcus smart or al horford thrown out yeah. of the game like yeah for sure and then you have whatever to, you need and then, coach and then as long as you have like one really strong closeout where you're where you have a hand in Jalen brown's face as he's shooting and he bricks it or jason yeah. tatum's face as he's shooting and everyone's that's like, all let's you go. Need. Everyone's like, damn, dude. yeah good d good Class. closeout <laughs> yeah yeah and then I, I need one pump fake and then i jump into him and get three free throws so i get some points <laughs> 
<laughs> didn't get me out of the game. Then I'm throwing up the tired signal as I'm running back on defense. After I make two out of three free throws, I'm running back on defense, putting up the tired signal. <laughs> we should do uh maybe on Wednesday if it's a blowout. We just spend uh, the entire show discussing how many points we would have scored in that game. <laughs> Ooh. That'd be and fun. how we would have scored. <laughs> yeah, yes. How would I have maneuvered to get how would, how, would I, how would I have attacked <laughs> game three? All right. <laughs> We're leaving for real this time. Goodbye, everybody. See you Wednesday. Thank you.